You are listening to the Hot Tip Bets Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Hot Tip Bets Podcast. We didn't have the greatest weekend of betting. Um, if you're following any of the picks, you probably know that. But we're back again. Talk a little bit more about some college basketball and some college football. Um, you know, college football is about over, but we still got some picks. Still got some NFL. Um, but yeah, let's just take a little bit, quick deep dive into what exactly happened to us over the weekend. Starting out on Friday. Friday wasn't actually too bad. Um, ended up having two plays on the card. We we're supposed to have a third one. But the high point uh, versus UNC Asheville game ended up getting postponed on Friday. Those games were played on, it was supposed to be played Friday and Saturday. Um, ended up getting played Saturday and Sunday. So our bet for the Friday game ended up being voided since it was not played at the scheduled time. Um, yeah, Friday was really the the tip of the iceberg <laughs> for the weekend. You go 2-0. Pretty good. Um, you know, first game we had App State plus five versus Charlotte. App State ends up winning this game 61 to 57. Um, and Adrian Delft had a great game. Career high 21 points for App State in this one. You know, they outscored Charlotte by 13 in the second half. Um, you know, they were down at the half and just fought back in the second half and to get the win outright for them. Um, yeah, that was a good start. You know, get us a win there. We also had Iona minus two and a half for Fairfield. Iona just smashes them 70 to 42. You know, <laughs> Rick Patino Florida got this team rolling in the right direction, obviously. Isaiah Ross puts up 30 points for Iona. Um, and this really was about the high point for the weekend. You know, 2-0 and in college basketball. Unfortunately, it won't last. Moving on to Saturday's picks. We went 1-5 on Saturday, which was not good at all. It was a rough day across the board. Um, but the first game we had was UMKC versus Toledo, minus 12. Toledo uh, does win this game, but, you know, not quite enough to cover. They win 64-57. to You know, Toledo just really struggled in this game to hold on to possession of the basketball. They were making stupid mistakes up and down the court, turning the ball over 17 possessions. Um, you know, UMKC just outshot them 47.8% from field goal, Toledo 43.6%. Which isn't crazy, you know, and Toledo ends up getting the cover, or the win, even um, with the shooting deficit. But, fortunately, not covering the minus 12 in that one. Next game we had on Saturday's card was the only win of the day. Um, Stony Brook versus Bryant. We had Bryant minus four in this, minus four and a half in this one. Bryant wins this game 81 to 72. Um, and Michael Green puts up a career high 24 points for Bryant. Um, and, you know, this was really the only win on Saturday's card. I don't have a whole lot to say about it, <laughs> except for that. Um, next game we had was South Alabama minus three and a half for Southern Miss. Um, South Alabama probably didn't deserve to win this game to begin with. Um, they put up a buzzer beater three to win the game, 76 to 75. Um, and it was definitely a crazy shot. Definitely fun to watch. You know, it hurt a little more knowing that we had the minus three and a half, you know, hopefully they could tie it up and, you know, force more game. But Anyway, um, you know, this game was a close game the whole way through. And, you know, no one on neither team ever had more than a 10-point lead. So, definitely a close one. And definitely came down to the wire with a buzzer beater. Um, but, unfortunately, we did get the loss. Next loss we had, <laughs> Wyoming minus 6.5 versus Utah Valley. This one did kind of hurt. Wyoming should have beat them by more than they did. You know, Wyoming wins this game by 5-60 or 93-88. And, and Hunter McDougal... Uh, puts up 30 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists for Wyoming. He had a heck of a game. Um, but there was just a lack of defense for both of these teams um, in this game <laughs> to keep it a low-scoring one. You know, 93-88 to 88 is a very high-scoring college basketball game. Not very, but, you know, it's it's a high-scoring college basketball game for sure. Not a whole lot of defense being played. Um, you're definitely not going to see Virginia ever have a score that high. But, 
you know, Wyoming probably should have won this game by more, but they don't, and give us another loss. Next game we had on the college basketball card for Saturday, UAB minus five versus ETSU. Uh, UAB wins this game again. Another close one to our spread. They only win by four, 65-61, so lose but point in that one. Um, and, you know, another very close scoring game, another very close game to the spread. You know, both teams kept it close up and down the court the entire time. Michael Edden puts up 19 points for UAB, but, no, not quite enough to get that cover. Um, and finally, the last play we had on Saturday, UC Santa Barbara plus one versus Loyola Marymount. Loyola Marymount ends up winning this game 81-76, to so no cover again there. Um, Damian Douglas had a career-high 23 points for Mar Loyola Marymount, and Loyola Marymount is out outshot uh, UC Santa Barbara, you know, in 52.8% from field goal, Santa Barbara 48.1% from the field goal, so definitely not a good day in college basketball all around, finishing the day 1-5. and five. However, moving on to Sunday, you know, there's always hope that the next day <laughs> is going to be better. But unfortunately, it just kept getting worse for us. End up going 0-3 on Sunday. Start out in, and none of our games on Sunday were amazing. You know, it got a little better at the end there. But um, first game we had, Wright State versus Bowling Green. Bowling Green minus 2.5. You know, I turned this game on Sunday morning, and it was just nothing from Bowling Green to start with. You know, Bowling Green, I don't remember what the actual score at one point was. It was like 40-10 to 10 or something like that in the first half. Just an absolute crazy score. Wright State ends up winning 85-67. Um, you know, Tanner Holden puts up 19 points for Wright State, and Wright State just looked like the better team in this one. So definitely no fight from Bowling Green really at all. Um, just an absolutely destroyed from the get-go. But that an easy, no, no chance to win there. Um... The next game we had, though, was one that I was a little more excited for, and it definitely didn't live up to what I thought it would be. Richmond plus 7.5 versus West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia kind of just ran away with it, winning 87-71. to And, you know, I really liked this Richmond team coming into the season. You know, everyone made a big deal when they beat Kentucky, but, you know, I have this Richmond team um, still in the top 25. You know, I had them at 17, I think, going into this game. I'm not exactly sure. I'd have to go look at the rankings, see where they're at now. But, you know, this Richmond team... It's a good team. I think they're going <laughs> to win games, um, you know, this season. I don't think that this is, you know, the end of Richmond, obviously. You know, they're probably going to win the A-10, you know. A little bit of competition there with St. Louis, um, who kind of looks like the better team at this point. But this West Virginia team, I think, is just too good. You know, I think that this West Virginia team is one of the, like, five best teams in the country, you know, and everyone has Baylor, you know, as the best Big 12 team and whatnot. And even the hot tip bet rankings have Baylor as the number one team in the country right now. But I honestly think this West Virginia team probably has the best shot of winning the Big 12 right now. Um, you know, Bob Huggins just got this team rolling in the right direction. And, you know, they're just another good win here against Richmond. Unfortunately, um, they didn't keep it quite as close as, not, I mean, they kept it pretty close against uh, Gonzaga. They weren't able to get the win, but um, definitely a team to watch out for there. Um, unfortunately gives us a loss and our last game that we had on the college basketball card San Francisco minus three versus Cal Cal ends up winning this game outright 72 to 70 they hit a buzzer beater three after San Francisco misses you know, San Francisco up one shooting free throws uh, missed the front end of a one and one um, that could have you know pushed us at least and you know San Francisco just mismanaged like the last five minutes of this game they had a decent lead um, up until that point you know eight or ten points whatever it was which you know isn't crazy or anything in college basketball but it's still it's, it's something that you should hold a little bit better um and yeah just not a good game all around 
you know, college basketball, just the whole weekend was not good for us. You know, end up going three and eight in college basketball picks for last week's podcast. So hopefully we turn it around this week, but I definitely don't blame you if you're fading me. Um, but yeah, moving on the college football picks that we had for last weekend, did slightly better. Ended up going two and two, um, in the college football picks or yeah, two and two in the college football picks. Um, we had three games on the card. Cal versus Washington state ended up getting canceled. Um, that game was canceled like an hour or two before kickoff. So not a whole lot of warning there. They actually moved the game up. It was supposed to be, you know, packed 12 after dark and they, uh, moved it up until like a 3 p.m. kickoff and then ended up just canceling it. But First game we did have on the card was Utah versus Colorado. We had Colorado minus two in this one. And, you know, I did really like this Colorado team. I thought they, you know, showed some fight. And I thought they were going to be <laughs> that ashamed to be playing the Pac-12 championship um, this weekend, maybe. I didn't know. I don't know exactly what would have happened between them and UFC and, UFC and everything that's going on in the Pac-12. But they don't get a shot. End up losing this game 38-21 to against Utah. And Utah just ran away with this in the second half. You know, Colorado kept it close. Um, but their three turnovers just killed any drive momentum that they had. Um, and Utah only had one turnover that for that. So not a great game there. <clears throat> Another game we had in the early slate was Georgia versus Missouri plus 13. Um, you know, at first I thought Missouri was hanging with Georgia. You know, it didn't look like it was going to be a super big blowout by any means. I thought they could easily cover this 13 uh, from what I was seeing early. And then Georgia just starts running away with it. You know, JT Daniels had a hell of a game. Um, three touchdowns, 299 yards. You know, Georgia had 600 total yards of offense compared to Missouri's 200, and it just was not a good game for Missouri at all. Um, came nowhere clears to cover in that one. But we did turn it around a little bit in the late slate of games. Um, we had Houston versus Memphis. Memphis plus five is what we had in that one. Memphis, again, uh, wins this one outright, 30-27. to 27. Um, And Houston, you know, moving the ball. Um, but they just weren't able to get points out of the word. They, they, had, they had the yards, you know, compared to Memphis. I think they out... Um, outran the ball in Memphis, however you want to say that, but, you know, uh, Memphis, you know, and they, they did bring it back. Houston scored 21 points in the fourth quarter to tie it up, um, but Memphis was able to kick the game-winning field goal as time expired, getting that win. And the last game we had in college football, um, kind of the one, <laughs> the one glimmer of hope throughout the entire weekend, um, as far as our picks go, North Carolina plus three versus Miami. Um, definitely an easy one for us on North Carolina there. Miami just looked awful. Uh, North Carolina went 62 to 26. Um, and they just destroyed them from the start. You know, North Carolina put up 778 yards of offense compared to Miami's 314. And I mean, there's really just not much to say, just a absolute, um, killing by, uh, Mac Brown there at North Carolina. So, and I'm going two and two in college football. So not the worst college football card. And finally the NFL picks, not a good NFL weekend, um, end up going 0 and 3 in the NFL. And it's just, I'm about done betting on the NFL, you know, at least college basketball. I know that I know that I, you know, the games were close and I feel like I had an edge in a lot of those. And I feel like we're going to come back from a bad weekend. The NFL though, this entire season, I've just been losing, losing, losing. I've had in the last, like, I don't know, five or six weeks, really since I've been doing this podcast, I think we've had maybe two or three profitable weeks in the NFL. So the NFL picks are probably going to be slowing down here, especially once we get to the playoffs. I don't know that I'm going to be having too many NFL picks. But first game we had Broncos versus Panthers. We had the Panthers minus three. Panthers end up losing this game outright, 32-27. to And, you know, Drew Locke played all right. And it played pretty good in this game. You know, four touchdowns, 280 yards. Um, definitely not bad at all. You know, Carolina just, they got it close in the fourth quarter, but 
couldn't quite get the points, couldn't quite move the ball, get the possessions they needed in order to put enough points on the board, so they lose that one. The next game we had, though, was probably, you know, if you're watching the NFL the other day, one of the bigger shockers of the day. Saints minus six and a half versus the Eagles is what we had. Eagles end up winning this game outright 24-21. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts, you know, didn't have, you know, a monumentally great game or anything like that, but the whole team definitely rallied behind him. Um, and they were able to get the you know win, get his first win as a starter. Um, and really, what this all this really showed me was that I I do believe in Jalen Hurts. I thought Jalen Hurts was a great draft pick. I'm surprised that he uh, fell so far or went so late. Um, but you know, I think this really shows that the Saints need Drew Brees or not even Drew Brees because I honestly think Drew Brees is not a good quarterback. But they just need a quarterback. Um, and they're just, you know, if they want to win any playoff games, want to do anything in the playoffs, they need something because I don't think I don't think the Saints team has it without a quarterback. So definitely be interesting to see what happens there. And the final game we had in the NFL slate was the Steelers plus two versus the Bills. Bills again win this game outright, 26 to 15. Um, you know, Bills host their first Sunday night football game since 2007. And, you know, under the lights, able to get the win. Um, you know, that's the second straight loss for the Steelers after starting the season undefeated. So who knows what's going to happen to the Steelers there. They don't look like a great team in the AFC, but I guess we'll find out come playoff time. But that about wraps it up for all of the picks from last weekend. Um, before we get into the news, we'll talk a little viewer questions. We didn't have any viewer questions submitted on Twitter this week. So definitely if you want to get your uh, question featured on the next episode of the Hot Tip Bets podcast, Definitely reply to that tweet when it goes out so you can get featured. Um, but before we get into some picks for this college basketball week, let's talk a little bit about the NFL and college football. Um, one of the biggest stories in college football this week was the shoe game. You know, Florida versus LSU. Um, player throws a shoe, um, which gives them an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty and basically loses the game for Florida and basically 100% pushes any shot they had at the college football playoffs out the window. Um, which really brings up the question, at this point, who's the fourth team in the playoffs? And I think it's pretty obvious, you know, assuming that um, Ohio State takes care of Northwestern, I think they basically, they're in at this point. I don't know that there's really any other argument to say that an undefeated Ohio State would get left out. Um, at this point, I, I just don't see them getting left out. Um, and, you know, in Alabama, takes care of business against Florida, they're in. And, you know, if we see Clemson beat Notre Dame and it's a close game, then it's pretty easy to put Clemson and Notre Dame in the playoffs. But what gets really interesting <clears throat> is if Notre Dame beats Clemson and a two-loss Clemson um, is sitting there and you have an undefeated Notre Dame, well, that Clemson team probably isn't going to get in over the one-loss A&M who lost, only lost was to Alabama. But you also have now <laughs> some crazy things happening. You know, we have um, USC undefeated playing in the Pac-12 championship, going to be taking on Oregon. If they win that game, do they have an undefeated team out there? Do they get a chance in? And it's not crazily, you know, a thing. You know, um, the committee's been moving Iowa State up in the rankings. So it's not an absolutely insane thought to think that somehow if we have, you know, a bunch of those teams lose, that we somehow see Oklahoma, two-loss Oklahoma <laughs> sneak into the playoffs. Which is, it, let's be honest, I think they'd put a two-loss Clemson in well before they would put a two-loss Oklahoma in. So that one's a little more far-fetched. But it'll be interesting to see if USC gets any talk uh, moving in this week. You know, they haven't really been getting much as of now. You know, the like Pac-12 um, just really hasn't been getting talked about. So definitely it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, and a little bit more SEC news. Gus Malzahn is out as the Auburn head coach. He was fired on Sunday, um, which 
I don't know if it's it's not really surprising, you know, Auburn I guess has a better <laughs> thinks they can go out and find a better coach um when win some more games, but just kind of a surprising move um in the SEC. Um one thing that's going to be interesting about this upcoming weekend is that it has to be the first time that we are going to see just regular season. Well, I guess I don't know. I don't know how this week works. <laughs> Do we have regular season, conference championship, and bowl games all happening on the same day? You know, <laughs> so it's kind of kind of just a weird scenario, you know, because the Frisco Bowl between um, SMU and oh, I can't remember who they're playing now, but that game will be <laughs> taking place on Saturday, plus all the conference championships, plus all the other games that are just going on on Saturday. So definitely going to be an interesting Saturday in college football um, and a Sunday too, seeing who ends up making the playoffs. But and with that bowl games, you know, we've seen a lot more teams opt out of bowl games, which, you know, makes sense. Um, if you're not that good to begin with, who is it really worth going to play some random team for one game that means nothing? Probably not. So um, and one interesting thing that we had happened over the weekend, um, Sarah Fuller, um, the kicker for Vandy, you know, she kicked off a couple weeks ago. Um, um, she got into the game again on Saturday, made two extra points. So definitely props to her. Good job on that one. Um, good to see that, you know, just something good to see in college football, definitely, especially for a Vandy program that is not very good at all, you know, <laughs> definitely fun to watch. Um, and yeah, one more, a little bit of transfer news. We will see national champion quarterback McKenzie Milton, uh, formerly a USC, U, U, sorry, UCF, um, transferring to Florida State, you know, led them to a national undefeated national championship slash Peach Bowl win um, in 2017. Was well, 2000? Yeah, it's 2017. I don't know. can't remember now. I think it was 2017. Maybe. Yeah. No, I don't know. 2017. We'll go with that. Um. Yeah. And last bit of college football news we got: Army shuts out Navy <laughs> in a very low scoring game, 15 to zero. Um. Not a touchdown scored in this one, but. Still fun to watch as always. You know, it's a little bit different seeing Army and Navy play not on their own weekend, um, but good game nonetheless. Before we get into picks, though, let's talk a little bit about the NFL. Uh, first thing we got in the NFL, <laughs> Cardinals are back in the playoffs. <laughs> I'm back on the Cardinals. I think we we looked dang good against the Giants, um, which granted the Giants are not good. Daniel Jones looked absolutely. It was more indicative that Daniel Jones was is a very bad quarterback and looked absolutely trash. I don't know why they didn't put Colt McCoy in. Um, I guess probably because you know you don't want you you want to put your supposed franchise quarterback leave him in the game. But Cardinals defense just looked amazing in this game. Um, stopping everything, you know, Hassan Reddick put up five sacks, um, sets the franchise record for sacks, so really what it comes down to for the Cardinals, they got to beat the Eagles this week, and they need the Vikings to keep losing, um, I mean, they don't, they really, if the Cardinals went out, they're in, but, you know, Vikings, um, Niners, Rams, surely, I would, I would, hopefully we can get two of those games, um, but I would not be surprised if they drop one, so definitely need the Vikings to drop at least another game, keep us in the playoffs um and one thing that was kind of funny about this game that i don't know how much national attention it got because it just kind of got lost in the mix of the um early games but <laughs> the kick the karate kick fumble um just kind of a funny thing to watch you know on the kickoff the cardinals <laughs> cardinals player he kind of tripped fell but kind of more intentional anyway kicked the ball out of the player's hand so just something that was kind of funny to watch um and speaking of the vikings Dan Bailey really struggled against the Bucks this week, you know, missed four field goals. So definitely it'll be interesting to see what his uh, future looks like in Minnesota. Um, another guy that quote unquote struggled, it's hard to say Mahomes struggled, but Patrick Mahomes didn't look 
his normal self against the Dolphins, you know, through two first quarter picks. But guess what? Patrick Mahomes is going to be Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs are going to be the Chiefs. They still get the win. They um, And, you know, when people say Patrick Mahomes had a bad game, Pat, a bad game for Patrick Mahomes is a good game for basically any other quarterback in the NFL. So definitely, I to me, I think Patrick Mahomes should be the easy MVP. I mean, yeah, you got Aaron Rodgers maybe, but I would give it to Patrick Mahomes personally for this year. Um, and, you know, the Steelers, um, set second game in a row with a loss um but they did in that game set the nfl record for consecutive games with a sack 70 games in a row so definitely impressive there um the washington game alex smith leaves with a leg injury so hopefully he's doing all right there definitely don't want him to get <laughs> injured um one thing that was really funny over the weekend josh jacobs you know um it was announced that he was going to be active for the game but he goes on instagram says that i'm not going to be playing um to tell fantasy owners to take him out and then he ends up playing and puts up you know not a ton of yards but it was like i don't know man i think he had like eight or nine points something like that um so just kind of funny um you know my team as a as a one-win fantasy owner this league or this year my team is not very good um definitely didn't matter for me as far as playoffs go or anything but just kind of funny um yeah that about wraps it up uh moving into college basketball one of the scarier things that happened over the weekend, Keontae Johnson collapses on the court Saturday um, in the Florida-Florida State game. Um, Sunday it came out, he was rushed to a hospital after that. Um, the game did continue, but he was, Sunday it came out that he was in uh, stable but critical condition. Um, so definitely keeping him um, in our thoughts and prayers. You know, um, I saw Monday here, the, as right before we were recording, I saw that they put him into a medically induced coma. So definitely a bad thing. Uh, just just something to watch out for hopefully he's all right definitely want him to make a full recovery you know he's does such a great player and um definitely don't want anything to happen to him but and a couple other things we had happen over the weekend uh kate cunningham hits a game-winning shot against wichita state um getting oklahoma state the victory in that one missouri was able to knock off illinois um taking them down so definitely i didn't see i should have looked at the ap polls before i recorded this don't know how far they fell in there um, I'm actually not sure where they're at in the hot tip bet range this week either, but um, definitely going to fall a little bit. Missouri's looking dang good. Um, it'll be interesting to see um, where they end up in the SEC this year. Um, and Luca Garza, as much as I hate him, got to talk about him here. Had a great game against Iowa State. Um, yeah, that's about all I'm going to say about that. But, you know, Luca Garza, it'll be interesting to see, especially this upcoming weekend, taking on Gonzaga. I think that'll be, if Luca Garza can play good against Gonzaga and get Iowa the win, Maybe I'll come around a little more on Luca Garza. But until we see that, I am going to continue to not like Luca Garza. Um, yeah, and next thing we had, Weber State. <laughs> one of the more funny moments of the weekend. Weber State player um, knocks down the one... <laughs> Um, celebrates knocking down their <laughs> He celebrates... I'm not saying this is good at all. He got the... Makes the shot, gets the and one foul call. And then swings his fist and knocks down the ref. And one of the funnier highlights of the weekend. So if you definitely if you haven't seen that, go check out my Twitter. I got it posted there. But that's enough college basketball news. Let's get into the picks for the weekend. Starting out on Tuesday, December 15th. First game we got is Coastal Carolina versus five and a half versus plus five and a half versus Wofford. Um, Coastal Carolina comes into this game as the 165th ranked team at 4-0. Wofford, the 143rd team at 2-2. Two and, two. and this Coastal Carolina team has just shot the ball 
extremely, extremely well. 46.7% from three compared to Wofford's 30.1, which isn't the worst in the world. But one thing this Wofford team has really struggled with is shooting free throws, making only 52.2% of their free throws. And you're not going to win a lot of college basketball games make, only making half your free throws. Coastal Carolina, great job shooting free throws, 80.8%, which is what you want to see. Um, Coastal's also done a good job getting rebounds off the offensive board or off the offensive glass. 33.3% off the uh, offensive rebounds compared to Wofford's. Not terrible, but 29.1%. Um, yeah, this Coastal Carolina team, just a fun team to watch and shooting the ball extremely well. You know, 48 or 54.8 uh, effective field goal percentage and um, Wofford's 48.3. So definitely like Coastal Carolina plus the five and a half in that one. Next thing we got on Tuesday's card. We got Charlotte taking on Davidson. Um, Davidson comes into this as 11.5 point favorites. Charlotte um, is the 118th ranked team in the Hot Tip Bet rankings. Um, Davidson comes in as 54. And this Davidson team, another team that's been shooting very well, um, playing good on both sides of the ball. Um, Davidson shooting 40.2% uh, from three, 59.3 from two, compared to Charlotte's 33.3 from three, 48 from two. So, you know, not terrible from Charlotte by any means. Um, and they've had some, some tougher opponents. But this Davidson team has just been playing very well, you know, winning three of their first five games. Um, and they come in as the 21st-ranked team in offensive efficiency. It was absolutely amazing. You know, Charlotte only 223 in offensive efficiency. Um, and, you know, Davidson's defense, while it's not the greatest at 133, it's still better than Charlotte. You know, Charlotte coming in at 171. And even though you got to lay a lot in this one at minus 11 and a half, um, I do definitely like Davidson in that game. Next game we got on Tuesday's card, we got Furman plus five versus Alabama. Now, if you know me, um, you've been following in the picks for the last year or so. I'm definitely a fan of this Furman team. You know, Furman <laughs> was a team that we bet a lot last year. Um, definitely liked Furman. Um, they come into this game as five point underdogs. Um, you know, 51st ranked team in the country at five and zero. Alabama. You know, not a terrible team by Alabama by any means. 55 in the country um, coming in at three and two. But this Furman team just shot the ball extremely well. Um, you know, 36.9 from three, 59.5 from two, 77.6 from uh, free throw line. Great Alabama is not terrible, but um, not quite as good. 29.1% from three, 49.7% from two, and 73.7%. Um, one thing this Furman team's done is just done good is not turning the ball over near as much. 18.2% um, of their possessions compared to Alabama's 17.1%. So these teams are definitely close for sure. Um, and on the road, yeah, you're going to make Furman the underdog. But I definitely like Furman plus five. Um, you know, they played Auburn last year in an early season game like this, and we're able to keep it close. So I'm definitely not too big of a stage for them. So definitely like Furman in that game. And the next game and final game we got on Tuesday night's card is Eastern Washington taking on St. Mary's. St. Mary's is eight-point favorites in this one. Um, St. Mary's comes into this game as the 75th ranked team in the hot tip at rankings. Eastern Washington comes in as the 111th ranked team. Um, these two teams are kind of just going in two different directions to start the season. You know, St. Mary's six and one, um, Eastern Washington one and three. And St. Mary's is, you know, like all St. Mary's teams do, shot the ball a great from three, 37.1% from three point. Um, compared to Eastern Washington's 27.6%. And this St. Mary's team is just a good team on both sides of the ball. Um, 62nd in offensive efficiency, 68th in defensive efficiency. Um, well, Eastern Washington, not the worst team in the world. It's 146 um, offensive and 136 defensive efficiencies. Just not quite as good. You know, this St. Mary's team is more well-rounded, and I definitely like them at home. 
Um, they've also done a good job not turning the ball over as much. Only 16.3% of their possessions compared to Eastern Washington's 19.4% of theirs. So we're going to be taking St. Mary's minus eight in that one. Moving on to Wednesday's college basketball card. Um, since we were recording this on Monday for Tuesday's podcast, there is no um, official lines out for Wednesday's game yet. So as always, these are just the Ken Palm look ahead lines. Official lines will be posted on Twitter, Instagram, and on top of tipbets.com when all that rolls out. But getting into it, we got first game we got is Campbell versus Elon. Um, Campbell is four-point underdogs in the Ken Palm look ahead for this one. Um, Campbell comes into this game as the 234th ranked team in the country, um, and Elon comes in as the 215th ranked team. Both these teams are undefeated. Campbell coming in at 4-0, Elon 2-0. But this Campbell team has played tougher opponents, you know, um, and they definitely have shot the ball better. 38.7% from three, uh, 65.2% from two. Compared to Elon's 30.8% from three and 48.5% from two. and, you know, they're just more efficient team, 185 in offensive efficiency compared to Elon's 198. And as underdogs in this one, I definitely like them. So we're going to be taking the, the Campbell Fighting Camels plus four in that one. Um, next game we got on Wednesday's card, we got FIU taking on Florida Gulf Coast. FIU is one point um, underdogs according to the Ken Palm look ahead in this one. FIU comes into this game. As the 167th ranked team compared to Florida Gulf Coast, 248. Um, and again, FIU is just a team that's shot the ball better than Florida Gulf Coast. 36 point, uh, 36% from three, 81.4% from the free throw line. Um, you know, Florida Gulf Coast hasn't been terrible from the three-point uh, line, shooting 32.1. But their free throws have just not been good at all. You know, 58.1% from the free throw line. Um, you're just not going to win a lot of games in college basketball when you're shooting that bad free throws. Um, and, you know, their offensive efficiency for FIU, 144, for Florida Gulf Coast, 263. So definitely like FIU in this one. You know, it's going to be a close spread, but definitely like FIU. Um, and the final game we got for Wednesday's card, we got Drake minus four, according to the Ken Palm look ahead versus South Dakota. Drake comes in as the 118th ranked team. Um, at 6-0, South Dakota, the 242nd ranked team at 1-5. And and this Drake team, just another good team. You know, we saw them, we were on them um, opening night against Kansas State, um, which is looking to be just an amazing (laughs) bet now. But uh, Drake, you know, shooting the ball very good from three, 40.5% from three, compared to South Dakota's 32.5%. And their effective field goal percentage, 57.3, compared to Drake's 60, uh, 46.5. Um, they've also done a, a good job rebounding the um, getting offensive rebounds. Drake has 35 on 35.2 uh, percent of their possessions get the offensive board compared to South Dakota's um, 22.1, um, and they're just a more efficient team on both sides of the ball. 96 in offensive, 144 in defensive efficiency compared to South Dakota's 158 offensive, 281 defensive efficiency. So even though Drake's on the road in this one, um, traveling up to South Dakota, I definitely like Drake minus four in that game. And that wraps it up for Wednesday's card. Moving on to Thursday's college basketball card. Um, again, don't have official lines um, for these games of the recording. So these are the Ken Palm look ahead lines for these games. But um, the official lines will be dropped when those become available. First game we got is Creighton minus eight versus St. John's. Um, again, that minus eight is the Ken Palm look ahead. Creighton comes into this game as the 11th ranked team in the hot tip at rankings um, at 4-1. St. John's 84th in the hot tip at rankings at 5-3. 
Um, you know, this Creighton team's just done a good job shooting the ball. 36% uh, from three, 63.1 from two. Um, compared to St. John's, 29.9% from three, 52.3% from two. Um, and yeah, this Creighton team's just a better team overall. Um, six in offensive efficiency, 43rd in defensive efficiency. Uh, compared to St. John's, 75th in offensive efficiency, 110th in defensive efficiency. So definitely like Creighton. You know, they're going to be decently big favorites in this one, but definitely like them to take care of business in that game. And the last game we got um, on Thursday's card, we got Nebraska-Omaha taking on Wyoming. Nebraska-Omaha comes in this game as the 110th ranked team. According to Kempom, uh, or not Kempom, according to the Hot Tibet rankings, uh, Wyoming comes in as 202nd. Um, and Wyoming is five and one on the season. Nebraska Omaha two and five, but um, this Wyoming team has just shot the ball better than Nebraska Omaha, making thirty eight point three or thirty eight point eight percent of their threes compared to Nebraska Omaha's twenty six point five. And they've really just done a good job not turning the ball over, only turning over on fourteen point five percent of their possessions, um, while Omaha turned it over on twenty two point seven. And they're just the more efficient team on offense, one hundred thirty ninth in offensive efficiency compared to Nebraska Omaha's two hundred sixty fourth in offensive efficiency. So definitely like Wyoming to take care of business in that one. And yeah, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Hot Tip Bets podcast. Um, as always, make sure if you haven't already checked out all the computer model picks up on the website, go check those out. Um, got Horse Racing Daily. Um, those are always up there. Plus, College Basketball Daily for <laughs> basically the next three months um, it'll be. And College Football Picks and the NFL Picks here for the next month or so while those games are still going. Um, and yeah, make sure, um, also check out the college basketball rankings on the website. Um, if you see any problems with those, definitely reach out. Um, I think there, everything should be in order functioning now and everything should be working good, but definitely reach out if you have any suggestions or ideas on how to improve some of that stuff. Um, and then as always, the results are always up on the website for both the podcast picks and the computer model picks. Um, so definitely go take a look at those. If you have any suggestions on how they'll, um you want know, you know those improved as far as usability from your standpoint on the website i'm kind of working on redoing some of that stuff so definitely if you have any ideas reach out to me on twitter or instagram um if you reach out in the dms i might not see it so it's easier if you if you leave a comment or something that says you dm me and i might check it be more likely to check it um and as in twitter is definitely the the best way to get a hold of me there but um, yeah, that about wraps it up. So definitely make sure you're following me on Twitter and Instagram at Hot Tip Bets Chris. Um, following the Hot Tip Bets account on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, you know, everything that is linked down below in the description. Um, and yeah, that all wraps it up for this episode of the Hot Tip Bets podcast. And I will see you all on Friday.